Hello NRL fans and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host Matt Namofsky and welcome back to our 2021 season preview series. Thanks for everyone who listened to our bottom eight previews as well as our super coach instant reaction series. Really enjoy doing them. Starting to get really comfortable behind the mic guys. Going to get some mates on soon, get some guests to also tune in here to get a bit of a back and forward going with the conversations. But today we're going with team eight from the 2020 season, so the Cronulla Sharks. So when we saw the Sharkies last, 10 wins, 10 losses, a zero point differential, five wins at home, five away losses, and an eighth place finish. They were right in the middle of the pack in every stat, basically. The big storyline heading into 2021, I've got two of them. So first, let's start with Sean Johnson. Full disclaimer, I did this preview and read it, read it up, got all the details probably about a month ago. Since then, the news of Sean Johnson, who obviously tore his Achilles at the end of the season last year, I saw in different places anywhere from round 10 to round 13 for his comeback. News now, he's back at training, already starting to uh, do some slight running on that leg. And now it looks like it might be around four to five. So everything I do kind of mention here, I do, we just want to put out there, obviously, if Sean Johnson comes back eight weeks earlier than I thought he would, then it may change. I'm going to keep it to way how it is, just in case, obviously, they do ease him back in from such a devastating injury. But if Sean Johnson does come back earlier, then all of a sudden the Sharkies, which this is a very well-rounded team, as we'll talk about soon. If Sean Johnson is fit and ready to go by around five, six, and they don't lose too much of him through the season, it's a huge, huge win. The second storyline, again, after we did our Dragons preview, I did speak in there regarding Cameron McInnes and the contract saga that was happening. Since then, we have found out that he is joining the Sharkies on a four-year deal from next season. An absolutely fantastic signing from the Sharks. There's not many instances in the NRL era where a club captain in his prime has moved on to another club. It just does not happen very often. I think the last time it ever happened, probably Steve Price moving from the Bulldogs to the Warriors. But it's just one of those things where if Damian Cook isn't playing the NRL right now, Cam McInnes is the instant number nine. You know, he's going to push and break, you know. he's The rumour is he's going over there to play lock. John Morris has already said that. And that is a huge, huge win. Blakey Braley, still his team at the nine. You bring McInnes into 13, can also, if Braley needs a rest, you can move McInnes into the nine. Just so much flexibility in from the reported 500,000 a season. It's just such a great, it's a great value signing. It's a club man that you're getting. I just love it. So again, not really focused too much on the 2021 for Cam McInnes because he's obviously still at the Dragons at this stage. But I just wanted to mention, I think moving forward, it's going to really give him a boost and whether that can really elevate them this season into already starting to think about next season and the potential for a next season run as well, especially with Sean Johnson easing his way back in this season and potentially making a title threat for 2022. I just love the trajectory of the Sharks at the moment as we talk about it in a little bit here. So what's new for 2021 for the Sharkies? There's actually not that much. The gains, Aiden Tolman has come over from the Bulldogs. Losses, Cameron King and Jason Bakuya have left the club. And some injuries to monitor, obviously, Sean Johnson, as we spoke about there, due back at this stage, reports around four to five. And we also got Royce Hunt, who is out as well. So with the gains and the losses, let's look at my potential starting 17 for the Sharks. I have got Matt Moylan at fullback. I've got Sione Katoa and Ronaldo Molotalo on the wings. Jesse Ramian and Josh Dugan in the centres. Billy Trindle 
and Chad Townsend in the halves. Braden Hamlin Ueli and Aaron Woods up front with Blakey Braley at number nine. The back row, Britton Nakora, Wade Graham, Toby Rudolph. And on the bench, Connor Tracy, uh, your Talakai, Andrew Fafida, Aidan Tolman, and the coach, John Morris. So looking at some of the squad battles potentially in this uh, lineup here, obviously the big one, Sean Johnson will come in to the number six jersey. So I do think it's a good run for Billy Trinnell at the start of the season. If he can put some good form together and put some pressure on Chad Townsend, who is a, a professional. So I, don't, I expect Chad to also do a really good job. But for Billy Trinnell, lose a position to get him in the team, even if he can get onto that number 14 jersey when Sean is back. The biggest one for me is obviously what they're going to do at fullback. Matt Moylan, can he get back to the form at the Panthers before the injury started to derail his career and really take time away from him off the field? You had Will Kennedy last season who came in and did a really good job. I'm really high on Will Kennedy. I hope he does get a run soon. But I think you just have to start with Matt Moylan. Obviously, the preseason reports, training the house down. He's been working with trainers in the offseason how to limit the injuries. Love the sound of it, but in practice, we just need to see it on the field. So I think the back line, besides Matt Moylan, is pretty set. In the forwards, I don't have Aiden Tolman starting. I think you really needs to get a start there. Really because you just need to kind of see if this is your next Andrew Feeder who's going to be carrying the forward pack for years to come. Aiden Tolman can definitely move in there at some stage and do a job, but I would like to see uh, you really there get the run. And in the back row, the big one here is what they're going to do with one of their second row positions opposite Wade Graham. Does Talakai, when he comes back, get the start there? I have got Britton Nakora there. From two seasons ago, the form that we did see, I think the upside is just so high with Nakora. He's a great ball runner and has formed a really good partnership with Sean Johnson. So, interesting to see Britton Nakora. The, the knock on him sometimes is the you do kind of look around and say, where is he on the field? He has, I haven't really seen him take a run or make a tackle. I think he's got the world of upside. I think he has proven it. So I've got Nakora starting, and I hope he does nail down that spot. So some things to build on for this squad and moving forward for the Sharkies. Again, I think it's a chance for the young playmakers. Got Connor Tracy, who did really well in that interchange role last year. Billy Trindle played a couple of games last year. We'll get the start this season, I think. And it has got the potential, obviously, in the reserve grade. Did really well. And since he's coming to the NRL, hasn't really looked out of place. So for me, it's about the young playmakers at the start of the season. Really good depth in the forward pack. A good mix of youth and experience with guys like Ueli, Nakora, Rudolph, matching up with a Tolman, a Fafida, a Woods. So to me, I just really like the, the look of that forward pack. It's very balanced. They've got options of how to play. If they want to go really fast with the young fellas, they just want to get meters and try and get over the advantage line with the older guys. There's just some different options. So what's missing? What's the problems with the with the squad here? I think just while, while Sean Johnson's not in the team, t- attack will be an issue. They'll be hoping Matt Moylan does strike a bit of form, and obviously Billy Trindle and Ted Townsend can strike up the partnership there. Goal kicking while Sean Johnson isn't there, and even when he does come back, do they want to put the pressure on his legs? I think finding a recognised goal kicker in this team that can consistently knock over a 75% or better is definitely something they want to try and do. And again, I think it's very important to talk about the Sharks this year. I think more importantly, it's about 2022 for the Sharkies. Getting a good platform. They have got some contracts at the end of this season coming up. 
be very interested to see how they do it. They've already started with a great, great signing. I think one of the better signings in the last 10 years, getting a prime Cam McInnes on good money. So just I think the trajectory of this team is looking up and just really want to see where they go and how they start to really form this team off the field. So let's look at my 2021 predictions for the Sharks. I have got them finishing in 13th place. Again, for me, it's more of a Sean Johnson missing half the season. If he does come back early, I could definitely see them rising. Do they want to ease him in? I think when he does come back, regardless of what time it's going to be, you're going to see a lot more passing and kicking from Sean Johnson instead of the running game. With a torn Achilles, you'd expect such that, but he has got such a good pass. He's got very good pinpoint kicks. So to me, easy. I mean, I don't think there's any rush this season. I don't think you're going to be anywhere close to a top four, even if Sean Johnson was starting the season. To me, see what you have. Try and crack the eight. But again, it's all about 2022 for me with this squad. Top point scorer, Sione Katoa. I do think he will get the goal kicking and he will score a bunch of tries. Top try scorer, I have got Mulatalo. Depending on what side of the field he plays when Sean Johnson comes back, I think he's just one of those try scorers. The wingers these days have such a good ability to get the ball down in great hands. And the Sharkies have two of the better ones in the comp, so I do expect lots of tries from their wingers. MVP, I have got Wade Graham. I think especially while Sean Johnson's gone, you will see Wade Graham come in and take a lot of that attacking workload off the halves, really try and make their life a bit easier. And he's just such a great ball runner with the ball in hand, really good, offers a really good shape, has got a kicking game as well. So for me, Wade Graham, to keep this team afloat before Sean Johnson comes back, I think it's really important that Wade Graham steps up, and I believe he will. My most improved, I have got Blakey Braley. To me, I think... As soon as John Morris came out and after the signing of Cam McInnes, a lot of people were like, okay, he's gone play nine. Straight away said, nope, he's playing lock. I think it's just a great shout of confidence for Braley. And I think with if he's got no competition for the spot, now obviously Connor Tracy there on the bench, I don't think Connor Tracy's in any way looking to crack. He's going to be cracking into that number nine jersey. I think it's all Braley. For me, I think he's going to have a good season. The four pack is there, so he might be able to get out of my half, create some chances. So for me... Most improved, I'm going to go to Braley. Most disappointing. It's a hard one for me. There's actually not many of the players where I think will be a disappointing. I have given it to Talakai only because I do think Nakora will hold down that edge spot. And from a lot of people last year, especially from a super coach's perspective, they did see Talakai as one of these players that did want to jump on this season. But for me, I think you're going to get the Nakora of two years ago. Great line running, scoring a bunch of tries. So for me, I'll put him down as the most disappointing. And that will do it for the Sharkies, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Our next podcast is Team 7 from the 2020 season. It's the Newcastle Knights. So thanks for listening, guys. Drop a like, continue listening, and have a great day. Cheers.